Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, as uh, you know, uh, there is a, a proposed uh, march going to be happening on Sunday morning uh, down Lock Street. Actually, there are two groups that are going to be meeting. Uh, one apparently is uh, considered to be a uh, right-wing radical group, and there is a countergroup at the other end, I guess, of the spectrum uh, that are going to be marching, they say, in protest to the other group. Uh, yeah, I know, that sounds rather toxic, and things could get a little bit messy. Well, Hamilton Police Service, of course, uh, are aware, are on the job, and uh, we wanted to get some clarification about actually what's going to be happening. And uh, to that end, we're pleased to welcome a Deputy Chief of Police, Dan Kinsella, uh, to the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. It's good to see you again, Dan. Thanks it, for coming in. My pleasure, Bill. Nice to see you. Thanks Listen, for having before me. we get into that, which is a rather complex issue, I, I just uh, quickly want to touch on the uh, naloxone issue. Now, we've talked about this for the longest time, and Chief Gert uh, has been on the record uh, as, uh, well, and, and to be fair, never said that he was opposed to this. He just said he wanted to get more information. Uh, you've announced this week now that uh, that your officers will be carrying kits. What was the thing that swayed you into that decision? Well, there was a, a number of factors, and, and we've been monitoring the uh, the environment. And, and first and foremost, uh, we're most interested in harm reduction. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we get people the treatment that is required. There are certain things that happen after the treatment, and, and the position of the police service and the chief is that EMS are the best people to, to provide uh, not only the administering of, of naloxone, but that follow-up treatment. So uh, we do know that there has been some um, uh, busyness in regards to EMS and their ability to... Uh, You're talking about the codes. The code zeros and to, to get the offloading of the the, uh, the patients at the hospital and those kind of things getting back into service. So when we look at it and take everything in totality, it was time to say um, we need to be at the forefront of this and make sure that we're providing that care and giving those individuals uh, the opportunity uh, immediately if we're there to be able to take action. That's what we've provided for our officers. And then subsequent to that, obviously, we'll be calling EMS to provide that follow-up medical treatment. Certainly. Now, when does that start? Well, as soon as we can um, get the uh, grant proposal in uh, to to the government to get the funding. Uh, we just have to look after the training piece, and then as soon as we possibly can, I'll be tasked with that to make sure that we get that in the hands of the officers. Uh, a little quicker than that, we'll be able to supply it to the specialty units, vice and drugs, forensics, our custody area, to make sure it's available, and then for the individual officers, we'll take a little bit longer, but we're going to be doing that as quickly as possible. Now, the good news is you just touched about making an application <coughs> for this. This is provincially funded. That's correct. So this it's not going to be a burden on taxpayers, uh, municipal taxpayers. The province is allocating the money for this. That's that's correct. That's a good. That's a, a good part of the story. So, I just wanted to get some clarity on that. All right, let's let's talk about Lock Street. Uh, we we already know that what happened there a couple of weeks ago with, with the, the the march and the damage that was controlled and and the reaction to that, etc. And and you heard Dan that, that there was some criticism, and I know the chief responded to the criticism and 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 went through the protocol about exactly what happened and how officers responded. Uh, now we seem to be having an incident. Uh, this is different than it was that time because you've got advance notice on this. How do police respond to a story like this? I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place here. I mean, we have a charter of rights and freedoms. We have the right to assembly. We have the right to free speech. But at the same time, you've got a neighborhood right now that's kind of skittish. Right. And we do have to be cognizant of the charter and an and, and individual's right to freedom of expression and the ability to demonstrate and, and present their cause. However, um, there is a line, and, and that line uh, is that that has to be done lawfully peacefully. And, you know, we ask people, we, we encourage people to be considerate and respectful of, of the community and the neighbors and all those kind of things. Um, if the actions of individuals that are protesting or demonstrating, uh, regardless of their philosophy or what they're trying to communicate to us, um, it must be done lawfully. It must be done peacefully. And we'll be ensuring that that takes place on the weekend. 
Uh, let's talk about that line that gets crossed because there could be variations, I guess, on that theme. Uh, obviously, we don't want to see violence. I don't think anybody's looking for that. Hopefully, that's not going to happen. But there is the potential for conflict now because you've got two very different uh, philosophies and two very different groups uh, uh, that that are not speaking nicely about each other right now. Uh, do, do police try to get between them? Do you observe? What's the protocol? And I know you're not going to give me specifics, so I'm not even going to ask. But but from a, a philosophical standpoint, for a game plan standpoint, uh, where, where will you be on Sunday? So we will be in the area. We will be highly visible. We will be uh, presenting a graduated response of the appropriate resources to make sure that um, we can prevent. We want to prevent offenses, and we will prevent them, whether they be provincial, bylaw, criminal. Uh, we Part of it is this communication piece today and, and others that uh, we've been putting out. We've been putting people on notice, basically, to let them know, yeah, we're going to respect your right to peacefully, lawfully protest. However, if you're going to amp it up and you're going to commit criminal offenses, if you're going to put a mask on to conceal your identity and that becomes an unlawful assembly, then we're going to react and we're going to take the appropriate action. Because more than uh, more than uh, keeping the community safe, which we're uh, determined to do and, and we owe it and we will do that for the community, uh, we also have the periphery quality of life issues that spill out. And, and uh, it's just not right to have to have the residents in and around Lock Street see mass people walk up the street, it's terrifying. And, and we need to uh, make sure that we get that message out there. And again, lawful, uh, peaceful, we're, we're happy to facilitate that. Um, if it moves into the criminal aspect, then, then we're going to be taking action. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.